This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The Talmud says that he who visits a sick person takes away one-sixtieth of their illness. But all too often, we're just afraid to go, lest we say or do the wrong thing. Community support can make the difference even of their recovery. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Did you know that it's a mitzvah, a commandment and a spiritual connector to visit the sick? Bikur Cholim, which literally means visiting the sick, is the name of this commandment, and its roots lay in many Jewish ideas. One opinion is that it's contained within the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. Others connected to the fact that God visited Abraham when he was recovering from his circumcision at age 99. Our sages point out that in most situations in the Bible, that God sends angels to assist his work, but in the case of visiting the sick, no substitute but his very presence would do. In fact, the Talmud says that he who visits a sick person takes away one-sixtieth of their illness. The notion that visiting the sick Remove some of their suffering is a compelling argument for ensuring that we find the strength and the compassion to practice this principle. But all too often, we're just afraid to go, lest we say or do the wrong thing. So many people are so fearful that they won't know what to say or that they might cause even more suffering that they just avoid it entirely. Some of us are afraid of hospitals or of any exposure to people who are sick. But none of these feelings exempt us from the obligation. Part of the issue is that many of us struggle with what words to say. We're not sure how to comport ourselves, what might be offensive or off-putting. And our self-consciousness, well, it encourages us to stay at a safe distance. And while a phone call will suffice in some cases, it isn't the ideal unless an in-person visit is impossible. And so... It's useful to have some handy phrases, and over the years, I've discovered not just what does work for me, but also what doesn't, and Jewish wisdom teaches us certain ground rules that help keep us on the track. For example, did you know that the Talmud tells us that visits should not be made very early or very late in the day, and that one should not stay too long? Do you know that we learned that the absolute importance of having a cheerful, upbeat countenance can't be replaced? That even if we perceive the situation that we're entering into is grave, as it well may be, we must greet the patient with a smile and a loving gaze because it builds and buoys their spirits in a way that a fearful and sad face diminishes their strength and makes it harder for them to continue their fight to be well. Another clear direction our sages give us is that part of visiting the sick means that we pray for them. But what about those whose relationship to prayer is at best tenuous? How do you find the words when our own connections are shaky when it comes to prayer? So this 
is where the poetry of our hearts, the book of Psalms, comes in to save us. In Hebrew, they're called Tehillim, and these beautiful prayers encompass the entirety of the human condition when it comes to expressing our needs. Written by King David, they're codified yearnings of the human soul. There is one in particular that we Jews say, and it's called Psalm or Tehillim 121. It goes like this. A song for ascents. I shall raise my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? My help is from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. Behold, the guardian of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is your shadow. He is by your right hand. By day, the sun will not smite you, nor will the moon by night. The Lord will guard you from all evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from now and to eternity. Even if you can't visit the person who's ill, you can always say these words in Hebrew or in English. Some of the phrases that help me break the ice during a visit have become my go-to opening lines, so obviously you need to mean them, and obviously you already do. But these phrases, they express support and love without pity. They help build and not diminish. The first one's this, and it's especially good when you're part of a group of people who know and love the patient. Try this. You have an army of love at your back, my friend. Or this one. Oh, I'd give you a half of my heart if I could. And this as well. I am here with you. Not for you, mind you, with you. What doesn't work so well are statements or ideas of philosophy. When a person's ill, it's not the time to share lofty ideas. Statements like, God has a plan, or God never gives us more than we can handle, are not appropriate when a person is suffering. In fact, these kind of statements can cause resentment rather than solace. Sharing stories of the people you know who are also ill, people who have been through the same thing, doesn't bring comfort. Most people who are ill don't want to be asked, what do I do for you? Because it feels like a responsibility, not a comfort. A better version of this question would be to say, I'm trying to decide which of these would best help support you right now. I could do your carpool, or I could make and send food, or I could arrange cleaning help. Pick one. Judaism is a wonderful operating system in good times, but perhaps it's even more spectacular in tough times. Community support whether financial, spiritual, or emotional, can make the difference to the quality of a person's experience and even of their recovery. This week, can you practice the courage and conviction it takes to give this gift to someone that you might have been avoiding? Can you ask yourself, who do you owe a call to, a visit to, a check-in with, and then go ahead and do it? We're also taught this. If two people need to be visited, and you must choose only one, choose the patient who gets less visitors. And then get online if necessary and order a warm and fuzzy blanket or some wonderful foot or hand cream or something lovely for their bedside. K 
can you reach out and bravely conquer your own reticence in the interest of diminishing one-sixtieth of a portion of their illness? Because when we reach out in an attempt to heal others, we heal not just their souls, but our own as well. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.